Hi, this is the Well Aligned Podcast. This podcast is for anyone feeling stuck in their career and you're looking to transition into a health and wellness career. We're going to interview successful professionals who have done just that, transitioned from a traditional career into a health and wellness career. My name is Sandy. I've worked in the health and wellness career space for the last 25 years. I'm excited that you're here, so let's get started. Hi, everyone. I'm just hopping on here real quickly. I have a great guest today, Tina Andrews, who discusses her career transition into becoming a life transitions coach. And at the end, she discusses one of her favorite passions, which is hosting retreats for clients. And then she also talks about her potential retreats for 2024. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you so much for for being willing to to be a part of the Wildline podcast. I'm super excited to have you here today and and talk about your journey into being a a life transitions coach and a health and wellness coach and just talk a little bit more about that. I would love to learn and just talk and just talk to the listeners, learn a little bit more about um how you how you came into being a coach and talk about where you started and in your career and how you made that transition. Yeah. Well, first of all, I have to say I'm excited to be here with you today, Sandy. So I uh, appreciate you having me. As far as how I got into coaching, I kind of feel like I fell into it a little bit. So I um, built and ran a company with my former spouse for 23 years. And when we were getting that up and running, we turned to a business coach because we didn't know what we were doing as first-time business owners. And there was so much value from that business coach that I continued um, hiring different life coaches through the years. And then I ended up uh, finding a health coach I started working with, which would have been about 12 or 13 years ago. And I've had lifelong struggles with weight since childhood. And when I worked with a health coach, I would finally was able to, well, I released a hundred pounds with that working with that coach. And so then at that point, she really encouraged me to become a coach because everybody was asking me (laughs) what I was doing. And she just saw my skill set. And she said, you have so much value to bring. So that's how I started in with the coaching at my certification and started doing the the health and wellness coaching. And I was doing that like part time as I was running our uh, sprinkler business with my uh, former spouse. And then when I decided to leave that marriage, then that also meant exiting that business that we had run together. So then I was like, well, now what? And with my own experiences through all those midlife challenges, I decided to do some additional training and broaden my scope and do the uh, life coaching where I'm working mostly with women in midlife as they're navigating all those changes that we go through. Was there, was there an aha moment at one point? I know that you, you said that you were working with coaches and they, they shared that you should be a coach, but was Mm -hmm. there a moment in time, a moment where you, you just had an aha moment that yes, this is what I should be doing. Mm -hmm. And how did that look? Well, there was an actual aha. I mean, ever since I was a kid, I've been interested in psychology and why people do what we do, you know, the behaviors. Right. And so this kind of seems like a natural fit. I've always been that type of personality where people will come and ask for me for advice. And I'm kind of the calm in the storm sometimes. Um, but I think when I realized the power 
especially with that health coaching. I mean, I've tried many, many things over the years to, to lose weight and, and change my lifestyle. Nothing ever stuck. And I think when I saw the power of how how life-changing that can be when you have somebody that's walking alongside you and you're not in it alone. You have somebody encouraging you. And then when I saw the dramatic difference in my own life, then of course I was sharing and doing things informally with friends. And then it was like, you know, this was really feeding me. This is what's lighting me up. And I really should consider this, even though I already have this really whole plate of everything else I'm doing with this other business. I really should be diving into this. And um, I'm so glad that I did. I, I love that. I love that you said that it's because we can start out on these journeys alone and, and, and just do it, do it alone. But there's something very powerful about having someone not necessarily within your inner circle, like a friend or family mm-hmm. member, but someone that can walk alongside you and with you during that journey, I think is. Yeah. It's so incredibly powerful. So that that's a gift that you're giving to people. Well, and I think I'm proud of all all people, but especially women, we're so hard on ourselves. And just having a coach that's there to lift you up and remind you like, yeah, okay, you're telling me about all this stuff you did wrong this week. What did you do right? Like just reframing that. And when we get into that place that we could start talking about everything that we're doing right, right, then that builds on it. And um, it's just so important to have those people that are lifting you up. And that's one of the reasons I love coaching. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm also curious where you where you did your studying? Where did you get your coach certification? And I think, I think listeners would be interested in that as well, where you where you went to get that certification. Yeah, I was online coaching or the the coach certification is the um, COPE certification through the uh, Villanova School of Nursing is where that was most of my coaching with the health coaching for the actual uh, learning how to be a good coach was a lot of mentorship training. Um, and then for the life coaching, I've been a lifelong, well, 25 plus years have been really involved in uh, always following, uh, well, lots of different people, but Tony Robbins is somebody that I've really um, have learned a lot from. I've gone to many of his events in person. And so when I was looking at the life coaching option, it just felt right to go through the, uh, it's the Robbins Madonna's Institute. So it's the coaching arm that does his, that, that he's involved with. He, it's not, he's not doing the direct coaching, but it's his philosophy and it's a lot of his teachings. Um, so that's where my studies came from for the life coaching. Great. And how did you, and well, let me rephrase this. How have you up-leveled your skills along along the path of, of coaching? Because it's one thing to, you get your certification and then yeah. you're just, you're out there, right? Right, right. But, it's like all the books, right? I always have a huge stack of books. Yeah. It's continuous learning. And I mean, I learn from so many different, different people. So I have my inner circle of coaches too that I'm always learning from doing a lot of reading, then I'm signing up for different online courses uh, and other smaller, you know, certifications along the way. But I am a lifelong learner. If I could just go to school and not have to work, and if I could just learn all the time, that would be great, right? <laughs> so I know, I, I would love to, to have me. that job. Right. I would love just to, just to learn every day, right? And yeah, then it's yeah. my job. <laughs> right. I'm just, I'm so curious about everything. I'm always going down all the different rabbit holes on different things, so. And, and and do you feel that's also that's 
maybe a, I don't know if we want to call it a trait or a characteristic of of being a coach is that you're you're inquisitive, you're curious about people, and that yeah. and that whole idea of just about the growth mindset, always wanting to learn how to up level, and and that can be a double edged sword because sometimes you're always trying to achieve, achieve, and and get better, and it's like okay, so you know you need those people in your life reminding you, hey, you're doing all right. <laughs> I know, you know always, yeah, because you know, just keep wanting to learn, learn, and move up. So. Yeah, you need those cheerleaders for sure. Is there advice that you would give someone who is seeking to become a life coach? And I know there are so many different areas of coaching. There's career coaching, there's health and wellness, there's just so many areas, but is there an umbrella overall, like overarching advice that you would give people who are seeking this path of becoming a coach? Yeah. Uh, one of the things you just mentioned about that, there's so many different types of coaches. I think it's important to narrow down your focus a little bit. If you just say you're a life coach, it, people don't know what that means. I mean, they still don't. <laughs> I spent a lot of time explaining what a life coach is, depending what circles you're in. But even though I say that I work with women going through midlife challenges, other people will opt in as far as if they like the teaching and they like what they see from me. So I've worked, you know, some women as young as 30, some as uh, at 70, but that doesn't, um, but just having that focus of that midlife. So you can have a really true message that's hitting with a target versus trying to be all things to all people. Um, so that's the one, one piece of advice. I think the other is for so many coaches, we are in business for ourselves, like a solopreneur, and it can be really isolating. I know when I was running that uh, the sprinkler company, I loved that collaboration with all the other people, all our staff and running ideas past them. And then I find now it's like, oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm by myself. But so I have been very intentional about having those circles um, in my case, it's circles of women, other coaches that I meet up with. And so I'm, you know, bouncing ideas off of them. And when I do my retreats, a lot of times I'm collaborating with another coach as well. So just really making sure you have a circle that's supporting you and that you can reach out to so you don't get too isolated. I love that. I think that's a great idea. And I, and I know that there are a lot of people, not even just in the coaching field, but people who work remotely too, that that don't have that, but just to have that community, have that inner circle of people that you can reach out to if you, if you need to bounce some ideas off someone. Yeah, for sure. And, and a certain amount of them in your same industry or similar where you're getting those ideas generating and they can, um, they can give you some good advice or good ideas. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm just wondering if you also have any, are there any business best practices now that you're in business, you went through the certification, you went through the training and talked about getting into coaching, but now that you actually have a business, are there any business best practices that you can share? Best practices. Um, I think one of the things to really understand is that, and it's probably for a lot of industries when you're on your own, but as you're going in as a coach, I mean, I would love if I could just coach 100% of the time, but, you know, honestly, I'm probably only coaching at about 40% of my time and it's changing those because I'm doing so much marketing and networking and getting the word out and your, you know, social media and all the different stuff that you have to do. 
So I think having a very, on your calendar, having those specific days, so you know that, you know, I have two days that are blocked off that are pretty intense coaching days. And then I know I have my networking days and I have my other going. Uh, So it's good to kind of get into that mode for the day or have those where it's the same every week. That's what works well for me anyway, in my schedule. And then I'd like to just, I'd like to talk a little bit about your, your business too, and just highlight your Mm -hmm. business and, and what services you offer. And so if you can just talk to us a little bit about that, about what you're currently doing and what you're offering, if you have anything that's upcoming that people would might want to know about. Yeah. So I run, um, I do individual coaching. Then I, the one-on-one coaching. I also have group coaching that'll be coming up in January. I'll be doing a mastermind and some group coaching. So I'll have that on my, uh, well, all my social media and website coming up. And then what I'm really passionate about is the retreats that I do. So I do about four retreats a year where women, it's four nights um, and we go someplace in nature or near water. So I've done kayaking in the Ozarks, not, not on Lake of the Ozarks. Sometimes people think it's, but there's a river, current river down in the Ozarks where we go kayaking on one of the days. Um, and so I'll have all of those, the 2024 dates for that released by January 1st. I also do a retreat in Colorado and up in the mountains. And I still have um, a retreat in November down in Florida on the beach that it's going to be a, a really great one with some yoga and meditation that I have another coach that's helping with that. Um, and then, so you, what was the rest of the question? <laughs> oh, no, it was just talking about, well, talking about your business and, and services that you offer. Yeah. Okay. So um, yeah, with the retreats and the different, and the, um, the one-on-one coaching is, you know, I have kind of a process that we go through when we start working together and going through some different uh, tools to kind of see where we want to dive in. And that's one thing I really like about the retreats then is because we do some of those same lessons or talk through some of those same things within the part of within the mornings on those retreats. So that after three or four days, we've kind of have a launching pad if they want to continue coaching with me for six months, right? We've already covered a lot of the materials so that we could start moving forward at a a pretty good pace. Um, But either way works. And then, um, yeah, I think with midlife, uh, midlife changes, uh, Brene Brown is somebody that I have, you know, read a lot of and followed a lot of her stuff. And so in January, I'm doing a group coaching, um, maybe a mastermind, but on her gifts of imperfection, it's all about wholehearted living and the 10 guideposts for that. So I'm really excited about running that. That sounds exciting. I like that. I might want to be a part of that. Yeah. That sounds exciting. So if we can circle back to your retreats, because I feel that I find that very, very interesting. And I myself had been looking for retreats at one time and I haven't, hadn't really found a lot of a lot of coaches that were offering retreats. So the fact that you're doing this, I think is so it's amazing. It's, it's needed. Mm -hmm. It's needed when we were talking about women coming together and gathering together, it's, it's vitally important just to, it's to come together and rejuvenate. Yeah. And how did you get started doing retreats? Yeah. It's something that it was one of those, that was more of like a lightning bolt aha moment when you're asking me earlier about, so I was doing the life coaching. So I should back up just a little bit. So in the matter of 
a few months, my life changed dramatically. This would have been about three years ago. So it was when I had um, decided to, to separate from my husband and that meant leaving the company. Also, our youngest was leaving for college that same year. And I moved from, you know, my dream house out in the, the suburbs down to an urban uh, loft in the downtown area. And so through that, and, and, you know, I thought by the time you made the decision to make the move, that was the big, um, I was like, okay, I got through the worst of it. And it's like, oh no, now you have to like deal with the whole aftermath of that. So all of these tools that I know through coaching, I was applying to myself, but I had went on a, uh, I decided to invite some girl from some friends of mine to go down kayaking down in the Ozarks. And it was supposed to be six or seven of us. It turned out just being a couple of us. And, but it was the perfect group of women so that they had also recently separated um, from their spouses and the conversations that we had and that community and sitting around the fire and talking. And then we were on the river. And that's when I realized like, this is a business. Like I could take the whole life coaching concept and move it to retreat. And I love to travel. I, you know, I, I get to take women to these places that I love on the beach or up in the mountains in Colorado that I've been to. I'm looking at maybe doing one in, on the Oregon coast next year, like all of these. So I'm sharing all of that. And it's just, it's a fun way to, I think sometimes the life coaching, it can be a little bit heavy, you know, for the women as they're going through it. It's like, oh, one more thing I got to do, got to work through all this. And it's like, well, it could be lighthearted. And yes, there's difficult pieces when we're working through it, but there could be laughter and there could be fun. And we could be sitting around the fire and we could go kayaking down a river and we could be in a peaceful setting and in nature. It just brings a whole different feeling around it. And, but yeah, I was, I was floating down the river on the current river. And I was like, huh, I think this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to pull it together. So when I did, when I got home, I sent an email out to a bunch of the people I knew locally. It just said, I'm planning a retreat in seven weeks. I don't have a website. Da, da, da. You know, this is the pilot. If you want to come join me. And it was a great success. And I've been doing them ever since. That's great. I love it. I love it. And I can tell how passionate you are about it. Mm, yeah, yeah, you're re you're it. really, really passionate about it. And the fact you created it was just really, it was just on the fly. It really, was. Right? Yeah. Yep. So were there, have there been any tools with creating these retreats along the way that you can, that you can share? Is there anything that stands out that you say, if you're going to create a retreat, this is a must have. Mm. Can you think of anything that? I mean, I think you need to have a, a variety of experiences. I prefer with the, so my whole idea is one, coming, bringing people, bringing women out of their day-to-day. -day so they're away from that. That's a big, that's one of the draws for retreats, different than just an hour, you know, every other yeah. week talking. But I think leaving plenty of downtime. So it's not just scheduled, scheduled all of, so I do in the mornings, we do the group discussions and kind of workshops and talk through stuff. And then the afternoons, it's a lot more play or be out in the uh, nature, depending where we are, if we're up in the mountains or on the beach or whatever. And then it's, that's a time to allow the women to connect. So you need to set up that container. You need to set up that space and so that they feel comfortable connecting with each other and talking and they learn as much from each other as they do from what I'm sharing. It, they're creating those bonds so I think that's probably, so it's, it's not 
you know, I think when some people, when I talk about retreats, they're thinking it's like a conference or something, you know, it's just the agenda is just packed and that's not attractive either. So for me, the key ingredients is being around nature, having a lot of different activities, plenty of downtime, and then a way for people to stay connected, which with social media, that's pretty easy these days. But after the retreat, because I'm surprised at the bonds that are formed. A lot of times women don't know anybody when they're coming. And these retreats I run, they're usually eight or 10 people. They're not huge groups, right? They're pretty um, small, intimate groups. Uh, but there's some really great friendships that are formed and ongoing, and they continue to support support each other through, you know, life's challenges as they go. And your retreats are classified as wellness retreats, right? Not necessarily. It's, <laughs> I always, I say it's a, with women that are navigating midlife. Some people tend to be like the one with the uh, yoga and the meditation. Some of them maybe mm-hmm. are a little bit more wellness type, but the one with the Ozarks and that pulls all different types of women. And it, it's not necessarily, we talk about well-being, but not so much. I don't talk about nutrition or anything like that. And if people want to find you, can you share your, your website, your social media handle, and, and also just share again, the retreat that you have coming up in January. Yeah. So the retreat I have coming up is actually in November. Oh, so sorry. November. May, it'll probably be, yeah, it's ninth through 12th. So it'll probably by the time this comes out, well, yeah, because <laughs> I'm wrapping it up this week. I've got one more spot left, but as far as for finding me, it's um, coach tinaandrews.com is my website there's a page on there for retreat. So those will be up in January. I'll have that. That's probably what you're referring to. I'll have all the 2024 retreats, um, thinking there's going to be four of them uh, lined up so that people can sign up and and, uh, check out all the details on that. I have a Facebook account that's under the company name. So it's reawakening you, and then it's hyphenated uh, coaching and retreats. And then my Instagram is coach Tina Andrews. Great. And last but not least, I want to ask you about your favorite. Do you have a favorite wellness or health product currently that you're using that you just, you absolutely love that you want to share with everyone? Yeah, it might not be what you're thinking. It's more of well, it's like a supplement, but I've been a really big proponent of um, hemp, the CBD, CBG. I've used that for probably five years. And that's what I, what I say has kept me off. Um, antidepressants is just that natural, um, hemp oil. It's really great. So I can't live without it. (laughs) Yeah. I'm the same way. I, I have a topical CBD that I put Mm -hmm. on at night and it helps me go to sleep. So that's, and if I don't use it, then that's where there's a problem. (laughs) So I use it, I'm using it every night and it definitely, it works. It just really, it's just more of just that calming agent. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It takes things down a couple levels. So, so I love that. So, well, great. Well, thank you so much for, for taking the time to be with me today. Okay. Well, we had a great guest on the show today. Tina Andrews talked about her transition into becoming a life transitions coach, as well as additional insights into the coaching industry and her potential retreat schedule that will drop in January of 2024. I will have all of her contact information in the show notes, as well as you can visit my website at thewelaligned.com and my Instagram is thewelalignedcareer. Thank you so much. And I also would appreciate it if you can give me a little love, if you can give me a review on my podcast. I would so much appreciate it. Thanks so much, guys. Until next time.